0: Progressive.
1: Respectful. Mentoring. Compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Your circulatory system nourishes and maintains every cell in your body, so it's important to keep it in optimal working order for the sake of your health and well-being. My guest today is Dr. Joe Shovapun. He's a vascular surgeon and a member of the medical staff at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shovapun. So if someone were to ask you as a vascular surgeon, what are some of your best bits of advice to have healthier circulation and longer life, what do you tell them?
0: Wow, what a good um, question, Melanie. You know, there's so many things that we could do. Um, you know, when we look at the TV, for example, you're always hit with uh, infomercials about how we can improve um, our quality of living and longevity of life. Um, and when we're, you know, there's always drugs that everybody's trying to sell you on TV. But I can tell you, having been in this business for about 20 years now, um, there's only a few key tenants that will help you. Uh, to live and achieve better circulation and living longer, um, you know everybody always talks about um, how you know it's your smoking that's making you or um, circulation bad, and I do optimally agree with that. You know, um, smoking is not healthy for you if that, that's something that you um, are engaging in. Definitely uh, stop it. But there are uh, other core attendants as well um, that can actually help you to live even longer. Um, and so it's a combination of different things, Melanie. Now, if, if I was to ask you, what do you think is a key tenant to living longer? You as a layperson, what would you tell me?
1: Well, I am an exercise physiologist. So I would say mm-hmm. you have to exercise and keep your blood moving or it's just not going to work for you.
0: Oh, my gosh, Melanie. I'm going to induct you to the vascular surgery world. Because <laughs> guess what? When we actually looked at individuals who live longer, and we compare it in terms of the circulation um, to see all spectrum of life, being individuals who are smoking, individuals who are consuming high amounts of sugar, um, who are eating red meat with the burgers. We were looking at who actually live longer and who actually live shorter. And you know what? Guess what? Number one is exercise. And I'm not even talking about going to the gym, working out three times a day. I'm talking about basic walking. Could you believe that individuals who actually are sedentary in lifestyle will live upward of seven years shorter than individuals who walk? Just simple, basic walking. So you're right on it. You're right on it.
1: So how much do you recommend is enough? I know the American College of Sports Medicine recommends 150 minutes a week, but as a vascular surgeon, do you think we need to do it more? Do you think we need to be walking faster, further? Give us a little tenant on how much you want us to exercise.
0: Great question. So uh, I get this question all the time um, in my office. When people come to me with poor circulation, they don't walk at all. And I say, you know what, how much can you walk? And, you know, People typically give me a smart Alec answer, "Well, I don't," or one minute. I said, "You know what? what a great start, you know, and typically they'll ask me, "Well, do I need to walk like two miles a day, thirty minutes?" And I said, "Listen, you know what? That might just be a little bit too ambitious for you. If you don't walk at all, I'm going to encourage that you walk one minute a day, and then they look at me. Like, kind of funny, like, one minute, what's that going to do? And I say, you know, the next day, just increase it to two minutes. And by the end of the month, you will be doing 30 minutes a day. And guess what? If you can actually do that, number one, your circulation will be much better. Number two, you will live longer. Number three, you will actually, with more circulation as you walk, guess what? Dementia, Alzheimer's, all of those numbers goes down in individuals who actually have improved circulation and walk more and exercise because there's more oxygen delivered to the brain so that you remain sharper as you get older.
1: Isn't that great? It's amazing, and it's such important information and and how well you lay it out, because some people say, well, I just can't get up there, but nobody has the time. They have to make the time, and that's the edict that people need to know. It's got to be like brushing your teeth.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, you hit it right on. You know, whenever we want anything, you know, you have to make time for it. And if it's important enough for you, it, you can't make that time. And, you know, like, you know, did you ever used to watch The Biggest Loser? The way they get to a lot of these people, uh, the trainers, is they ask them, well, you know, why can't you exercise? And they they don't have a good answer. Like, oh, well, I can't, you know, I don't have a reason to do it for me. Well, then the trainer turns around and say, if you can't do it for yourself, how about your kids? Wouldn't you want to be around for them? Or how about the grandkids? And, you know, sometimes that, you know, Life sometimes is beyond us. It's also involving our loved ones as well. And, you know, to see that grandkids um, go to college and graduate, how awesome would that be?
1: And that is, it's a great, great bit of advice now. So, Dr. Shovapan, give us another one of your best tips.
0: Okay. Second tip. You are, your, your food is your medicine. So, if you're loading up uh, your body with bad stuff, definitely you're going to increase inflammation. You see, Melanie, the body has this tendency to go either undergo acute inflammation or chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation is actually good for you and good for the blood vessel. And what causes acute inflammation? A little bit of exercise causes a little bit of um, this acute inflammation. Chronic inflammation is bad for the blood vessel. It's very toxic. Things that causes it are processed food. So if you put wholesome food into your body, you will live longer, definitely. And that will help your circulation.
1: So, Dr. Shovapan, when people ask you, well, what's considered the bad stuff? And we're learning more and more, as you mentioned, about inflammation and these inflammatory processes and C-reactive protein and these sorts of things. But if people want to know what those foods are that they should steer clear of, give us a little rundown mm-hmm. on what you consider the bad stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. So when I look at the good stuff and bad stuff in life, what I always ask my patients is, you know what, did that naturally come from the ground? And that should answer all of your questions, right? If you want some sugar, guess what? You can eat sugar cane, and that's not too bad. But when you process it, and then it's like a processed sugar, it's probably not so good for you.
1: Okay, so processed sugar, things that are processed, um, bleached, flours, pastas, that sort of thing. What about the brown versions of those things, like sweet potato versus white potato, or wheat pasta versus white pasta? Is there a difference there?
0: Well, you know, obviously anything that's white in color is super bad for you. And brown without all the bleaching, definitely much better. So, you know, um, you know whole wheat uh, pasta, definitely much better than the processed, um, super processed pasta. Uh, same with rice. You know, brown rice is much healthier than the white rice uh, alternative.
1: So foods are so important and we hear a lot about trans fat and saturated fat and cholesterol as contributing to, you know, arterial atherosclerosis and clogging of our arteries. So Dr. Chauvapon, what do you tell people when they ask you about their cholesterol levels and this risk for heart disease?
0: Yeah, great, great question. So when we look at um, you know, level of cholesterol, obviously within the medical world we kinda keep a really close tap on um the cholesterol level in which um, individuals are processing within their body. Believe it or not, uh, Melanie, when you're looking at uh, cholesterol uh, intake and how the body processes cholesterol itself, a lot of it is uh, not only genetically driven um, in terms of how much you make uh, of the the cholesterol byproduct, but also how much you break down as well uh, within the body. So you know, it's important that your healthcare professional uh, help you regulate those uh, values. But you know, in terms of your fat intake, you know, um, I'm all about moderations in life. Uh, you know, if you're doing high, highly fatty meals all the time, that's never good for you. So you know, go along the line of more, more moderate uh, food intake and uh, fatty intake. You know, don't cut it out. It's almost like you know uh, my philosophy in this is, you know, if you if I'm sitting across from my patients and they're asking me uh, this question, I I would tell them, listen, you know, if you want to cut out all fat in your body, you're probably not going to do well. You know, there's also healthy fats like the omega-3 that's in fish. There's also healthy fat that's in avocado. Those are great for you. So don't demonize all fat. Now, some fat is actually not bad for you. Like, if you have a bacon a day, is that going to kill you? Absolutely not. And, you know, if I tell you, don't think of a pink elephant, what do you do? The first thing that pops in your mind is a pink elephant, right? So if I tell you, don't eat, automatically your brain is going to think about it and it's going to induce that craving. So if you go along the line of moderate food intake and living life in moderation, you'll be just fine.
1: So then give us your last tip, because these are such great bits of information and your last tip for having healthier circulation and maybe a longer life.
0: Yeah. So um, are you
1: a coffee drinker? I do like coffee. Okay. So,
0: you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. So I look for data that's out there that, you know, reaffirm my belief, right? But July 10th, there was a big study that came out from USC looking at individuals who drink coffee. Now, the study stipulates that if you drink about four cups of coffee a day, this is probably one of the largest um, coffee data there is. You will live longer than your counterpart. Now, interestingly, it doesn't matter if this is caffeinated or, or decaffeinated coffee. So uh, either version will give you this long, uh, longer lifespan.
1: Wow. So coffee is a re- Now, how much? I mean, is there a, a too much? Is one cup a day a good way to do it? Um, actually, one cup might be too little, Melanie.
0: You might want to do, actually, uh, the study. look at four people who are drinking upward of four cups of coffee a day. And they're actually doing much better than their counterpart. And this is irrespective of your race. So it, whether you're white, black, Asian, it doesn't matter. You're going to have all the same benefits. Coffee drinker live longer than non-coffee drinker, according to this study.
1: Dr. Chauvapan, I want to ask you in the time that we have left for one more tip, because people ask about stress and its re- relation to heart disease itself. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them about reducing our stress and the importance of trying to maintain sort of that even state so that stress doesn't get to you so much? Yeah, yeah.
0: so this kind of goes back to um, you know, the second question when we were talking about inflammation. So I think you know acute stress is great right? Um, You know, when you're exercising, that's acute stress. That's actually pretty good for the body. Chronic stress, however, is so bad for the body. And that's like, you know, if you're just in a chronic stress all the time, if you are, you know, kind of on the go uh, 24-7 without giving your body a break, you know, reducing that stress, meditation helps. Getting enough sleep at night, that also helps. Uh, Those are the good things and good tenants to actually um, allowing you to live longer and a more productive life.
1: So in summary, Dr. Shovapan, what would you like to tell people about maintaining that all-important circulation and hopefully living a longer life?
0: Yeah, so number one, um, your food is your medicine. So pick good food and you're going to live much longer. Number two, movement is medicine. So try to get about 30 minutes of uh, walking a day or um, movement with exercise. Resistance move, um, exercise program are great for you. And thirdly, get some coffee. Go to Starbucks, get a couple of cups. It'll help you live longer.
1: And why should they come to Palmdale Regional Medical Center for their care?
0: This it's just the best place in the world and because I work there. So uh, we look forward to seeing you.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Shovapan. You're really a great guest to have on. You're listening to Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. For more information, please visit palmdaleregional.com. That's palmdaleregional.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.